to me and by proxy yourself a favor. Think of that once-in-a-lifetime chance that providence itself unceremoniously deposited onto your lap. A gamble that's so tailor-made for you, it looks like nothing less than your very own Konami code, delivered by the big, angry, rich, bearded man in the sky. While also equally existing as such an easily foreseen recipe for your complete and utter disastrous ruin that it's like when that lady got those horrid crotch burns from McDonald's coffee. But maybe, you know, don't feel too bad for her. She's, she's rich, I'm sure. Then again, maybe, uh, maybe feel a little bad about the searing genital mutilation brought about by lava-like, eighth-rate fast food bean water. In asking you to recall the foggy memories of an adolescent's past, I'm hoping that my theory will stand as true for you as it does for myself. That theory being, holy fuck, I have had a whole lot of once-in-a-lifetime chances with the ability to steer my existence into very, very opposite ways. And without having the life journal of an alternate dimensions Jason that took over that other road, uh, I could never truly know what life would be like if I had to. Even if someone else I knew ended up taking that opportunity and thrived and survived and loved and died, that doesn't mean that I would have. If you're a long-time listener to the program, you'll no doubt be aware of my Canadian drug-fetching debacle. A comedic comedy of errors so erroneous, it cost a friend his life, and me, uh, it cost me all the semblance of a promised future of full-functioning use of my legs. But... Who's to say that if I hadn't trekked those accursed miles, that my life would be any better now? I have a secret for for all of you out there. Uh, I honestly and in absolutely full truth love my life. I love my friends and my family. I absolutely adore my compassionate, nurturing, and fine as hell fiance. I would step in front of every single moving train that has ever run on track on this entire globe just to ensure a smile from my amazing gift of a daughter. Where would we all be today had I not gone through such a gut-wrenching trauma? Because I posit a much more sedate, less inquisitive, doldrum of a humdrum. Sure, I could have kept a lot of friends, and sure, I would have suffered many, many less knuckle-induced nasal hemorrhages. But the me that I've shaped myself into you know, the the ravenous man mediocrity that you hear in your lefts and rights is one I wouldn't know what to do without. Through a gorgeosity so bright, so brilliant, the vast absence of see no, hear no, speak no was brought on by um, a, you know, second time once in a lifetime chance of my own. One which I refuse to even ponder the non-taken road fork. Hesitation and regret are mood killers after all. So I bring you yet another do-over, if a -a once-in-a-lifetime can be done over. Filled tip-top with vigor and moxie, we can think of this episode not as some return to a self-perceived triumph, but as an unknowingly reincarnated infant of a show. Excited and eager to prove the practical application of all the crazy shit we learned in class today with the sole aim of truly earning your trust and pride. I'm Jason Rambo, and it is a pleasure to meet all of you fucktards. I was sick for this one, so I'll be back for the next ad nauseum and ad infinite.
But for tonight, I think a little bit of wang chunging would be totally warranted. to another two-person episode long overdue long 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 and way under time budget well no penis jokes but episode of see no hear no speak no that's right the ufos the conspiracies and the moiters you can email us <laughs> at snagentsnpod at gmail.com. Ooh, James gets two intros. I get two intros because Jason's not here. Yeah, yeah. Jason is ill. A little under the weather. Under the weather, and uh, I think he's just a bitch, personally. But maybe yeah. he's actually sick and not being a dipshizzle, I guess. I mean, dipshit doesn't really work there because, I mean, he's not being stupid about anything. He's genuinely no, sick. Yeah, just, he is sick. I'm just calling him a douche just because. But yeah, so it's us. It's Chris and James episode. Indeed. Indeed. I uh, hope we don't bore you, but even if we do, fuck off. Go listen to something else then. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's how we fucking roll. So, tonight's episode is going to be also long, 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 no penis joke inserted here, uh, overdue UFO episode, because it's been a healthy minute since we've done one. I don't even yeah. remember the last one we did, to be honest. It's been a minute since we've even done an episode, yeah. but it's been a much longer minute since it's been about UFOs. Yeah. And we apologize for the break in between. Life happens, yada, 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 excuses, excuses, and uh, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tonight I figured uh, if it's short, it's short. If it's long, it's long. But um, I'm going to do one of the most iconic cases from back in the Dizay um, that... <clears throat> I figured we'd touch on not only an iconic case as far as history is concerned, but um, one that coins a very well-known phrase. Uh, this one is going to be where the term the little green men came from. What in the fuck? Oh my shit god. Was Wait, that? what is. <laughs> I, I, I have my talk, gun. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves for a moment. I don't know. Something's oh. flying around and. 
Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I guess you we got said it. little green men, and then yeah. and then things are falling in the kitchen just out of view. <laughs> Fucking weird. <clears throat> so. So. Yeah, I mean, I I've always wondered. I don't know about you, but I've always wondered where where sayings come from and certain mm. things. And it, it's pretty cool when there are things that that happen like that within this sort of subject and culture that actually make it to the entire world. Oh, I mean, especially this. I mean, Little Green Men, I mean, that's like the entire basis of like the pop culture, like representation of aliens. Like every like, you know, if you get something that has like an alien design, it's going to be the guy with the big head, the big black eyes, the two little nose holes and either green or like gray. It's either green uh, or but gray. But it's almost always like green. Unless well, thanks to this, they were always green before the stories of the Greys, quote unquote, started coming out. Mm-hmm. Because before this, there was no description. There was no actual close encounter of a third kind that we know of before this. If you don't want to, if you want to not believe, uh, well, the or, I should say, stuff. no, I should say, if you want to believe what the government said about Roswell. Right? Okay. Because, you know, allegedly all the shit that went down with Roswell, that was technically a close encounter of the third kind, being that we saw the beings that flew the UFO, right? You, you know mm-hmm. what the, you yeah, know yeah, what the yeah, levels yeah. are. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, this being... Perhaps not the first, I don't know, but this is definitely the earliest one I know of um, so far in in my meager research. Uh, but this one is really fun. It's 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 crazy. It's it's something to be considered when it comes to uh, psychology, when it comes to just how the brain works in general, and. You know, if you just want to go ahead and question it outright, you could do that too. So, I'm just going to read this because this is, I I actually found the original uh, article, which was posted by the Kentucky New Era uh, on August 22nd, 1955. So, I'm just going to read it as it was posted to the world um, at that time. Uh, And... It says, August 21st, 1955. Ooh. Should I do... August 21st, <laughs> 1955. <laughs> Should I do the voice? <laughs> the 50s fucking radio guy voice? Uh, Monday, Eclipse Day, is the second... <laughs> it's not there. It's hard to do. It's not there. Uh, it's hard to do consistently, because that's not how people fucking talk. Um... Monday, Eclipse Day, is the 62nd anniversary of the supposed invasion. No changes or edits have been made to the story or a photo caption published in 1955. As it was written, all kinds of investigations were going on today in connection with the bizarre story of how a spaceship carrying 12 to 15 little men landed in Kelly Kelly Community... I can't do it. I gotta quit. I gotta quit. I'm just gonna be stumbling all over myself the whole fucking time. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> uh, it's hard to do. 
It really no, is. No, you got to know when to fold them. Yeah, you got to practice that kind of thing. And and this is a long article, so it's going to get bothersome or tiresome, yeah, I should yeah, say, no, to hear that. Uh, okay, so all kinds of investigations were going on today in connection with the bizarre story of how a spaceship carrying 12 to 15 little men landed in the Kelly community early last night and battled occupants of a farmhouse. Let that sink in for a second. A spaceship carrying 12 to 15 little men. A a small battalion. Right. (laughs) Landed in this person's yard and battled the occupants of a farmhouse. A small battalion of futuristic alien people battled... A few red, like like four or five rednecks in a straight up hillbillies. Yeah, <laughs> straight up Kentucky ass hillbillies. Not to, I don't know, I don't know the people. You know, I don't, I don't know what they're like. Maybe they're not hillbillies, hey. but I mean, they're no match for twelve to fifteen, <laughs> even regular humans, much less people from space with the technology to get here from somewhere so far that. We don't know exists. I mean, (laughs) you know. Okay, now, when it gets into how many people were in this house, they could have been a match for them. Think of of the ingenuity of rednecks and hillbillies and the fact that they're almost always strapped. So, okay, most of the official probes was reportedly, uh, well, this is written really weird, was reportedly being staged by the Air Force. More than a dozen state, county, and city officers from Christian and Hopkins counties went to the scene between 11 p.m. and midnight and remained until after 2 a.m. without seeing anything either to prove or disprove the story about the ship and its occupants. The farmhouse is located on Old Madisonville Road, about eight miles north of Hopkinsville, Kentucky, yet again, if you guys missed that part. Um, <clears throat> the property is occupied by Cecil, whose nickname is Lucky Sutton, um, one of those who reported experiencing last night's phenomena. There were some 10 or 12 persons at the house, including several children, but investigating officers were not able to determine exactly how many of those present actually claimed to have seen any of the little men from the spaceship. Only one, uh, only other person whom officers quoted directly was identified as Billy Ray Taylor. One account said Taylor is a visitor from Pennsylvania, which recently had a similar report of a spaceship. Neither Sutton nor Taylor was home when officers returned to the scene this morning. <clears throat> the story broke around 11 o'clock last night when two cars one bearing a Pennsylvania license, drove up to Hopkinsville Police Headquarters. Officers then at the station said the two autos, this is written just stupid, contained at least five adults and several children. All appeared highly excited. Spokesmen for the crowd told of how something resembling a spaceship or a flying saucer had landed at the back of their house near Kelly, and 12 or 15 men, who appeared to be about four feet tall, had got out of the ship and come up to the house and done battle with the occupants. 
I assume that is an actual quote, but it is not put in quotations here, because <laughs> why would a reporter write that if <laughs> that way? Yeah. <laughs> about 12 to 15 men, who appeared to be about four feet tall, had got out of the ship and come up to the house and done battle with the occupants. <laughs> right? That's no, how that's... That sounds like one of the cops said it. That's how I'm hearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a cop. That's one. That's some backwoods sheriff's office cop quote. <laughs> now, either Lucky or what's the other guy's name? Hold on, hold on. Let me see here. Billy Ray. Billy Reddy? Billy Ray. Ray. Okay. R-A-Y. Either Lucky or Billy Ray. They, they, Billy they Ray. was the only two on file having having spoken and been quoted. So either one of them said this to the cops. We need help. <laughs> one of the men said. <laughs> one of the men said. <laughs> Quote, he been, said calmly. <laughs> we've been fighting them for nearly four hours. Four hours. These... Ten adults and several Girl. children have been fighting a small battalion of little four-foot alien men. Bro, they need to be made into their own little black ops-like small battalion. Like Four they must, hours? They must have some, like, Call of Duty healing. Like, My dude. how? How does your house not get torn up? How does your house have that much ammo in it? Yeah, how, I mean, how did your house not get blown up? I don't know what kind of armaments these these little green men would have had, but I have to imagine it's at least stronger than something like like an AK, which that would tear through a house within four hours. In 1955, that would have fucked a house up. Dude, now, can imagine. And AKs were around in 1955. Exactly. Keep in mind what kind of guns were around at that time. Yeah. And, and Aut- then, automatic rifles, Tommy guns, and fucking AKs, and goddamn, yeah, no, high-caliber shit was around at that time. And then question what kind of attacks these aliens were supposedly doing in, you know, toward this, these people. Because you got to imagine these, these fucking hillbillies, they're going to be shooting. They're shooting. And you have to imagine that if these aliens are coming down and immediately being hostile, mm-hmm. they have to have some type of military ad- advancement. Like, you would past think. at least <laughs> equal would to, at least equal to what we would have. And and these hillbillies don't have AKs. They probably have, like, they shotguns, probably have, like, shotguns, rifles. maybe some rifles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe one of the rifles is magazine-fed, but they're probably mostly bolt-action. Right. You maybe know? A, maybe a, ha- a revolver or something like that. Yeah, some pistols. Fucking, yeah, yeah, some pistols. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we far, been fighting him for four hours. Four <laughs> hours, dude, is a long time. <laughs> it's a long fucking time to be fighting anything, whether you're doing yeah. it with guns or you're doing it by fists. Or four hours is a fucking. That's a long time, dude. That I, is a standoff, like with hostage negotiation and shit, or just fucking... ne- negotiation. Like that's 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 a that's a police standoff with a lot of talking and waiting for things to happen that's fucking Zack Snyder's goddamn justice League can you imagine fighting for the length of that movie I don't think any battle has taken four hours dude that's Titanic plus an extra hour dude, like <laughs> are you fucking shit me four hours that's crazy now the one thing they have not yet said is 
is like an account of whether or not these motherfuckers went out of the house to fight them or if they're fighting and shooting through their own house or what's going on. So let, let's continue. Four city police, Chief Russell Greenwell, T.C. Gross, Doris Francis, and Gray Salter <clears throat> drove to the scene to see about the little men. By radio, contact was made with state troopers R.N. Ferguson Jr. and G.W. Riley and Deputy Sheriff George Batts, all of whom joined the motorcade to Kelly in their own vehicles. Four MPs also got wind of it and went. That's a lot of men. That's, That's a lot of dudes showing up at this place thinking there's a fucking battle for the last four hours having gone down here and little dudes they're going to find all shot up and shit. The radio discussions also brought two Hopkins County Sher deputy sheriffs and at least three state troopers from the station at Madisonville. So, that's a lot of motherfuckers, man. Yeah, for... To come and back up people that apparently were already well-equipped and skilled enough to have a four-hour battle <laughs> with 12 to 15 little green men. Now, this, as of yet, he hasn't said green. There's just little men. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, first arrivers... They were just midgets. 12 to 15 midgets run out the forest. What the fuck? <laughs> Can you imagine such a scene? I guess they would be terrified. It's like that that one skit from Jackass where, like, Wee Man's, like, running. Like, he, like, runs around the corner. He's, like, running down the sidewalk. And people are like, what the fuck? And he's, like, screaming and shit. And then, like, like 30 other, like, midgets, like, run around the corner down the sidewalk, like, chasing right? him. Dude, like, okay, so with all due respect, with all due respect to humankind, don't get me wrong about this. I'm not trying to be a dick. But it's kind of like, it's kind of like a chihuahua or a small dog, right? You know damn well it's going to hurt when it bites you. But, but you, you also know it. it's small as fuck and you could kill the you shit could, out of it, right? Yeah. So... If a group of midgets is hauling ass up to you in, like, some kind of, let's say, excuse me, little people, my fault, my fault, uh, is running up to you with the intent of battling you, and you got guns, you have to imagine these motherfuckers got a plan, they got mm. some shit going on under their, under their, up their sleeves and shit, and, like, you need to fight with all your life, because this is a creature that couldn't beat you in an all-out fist fight. Yeah. So it's got to have something nasty up its sleeve. Yeah, because, I mean, at least for humanity, for the most part, we kind of develop everything somewhat evenly. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we kind you know, we, we, we start excelling in one area, you know, it, maybe it's architecture, and then, you know, we... You start bringing up your technological side as far as, you know, like Science cranks and, and shit. shit, like mm -hmm. cranks and, and gears and stuff to be able to make things move and shit, you know, like everything moves like somewhat like parallelly even to each other. The same would probably at least somewhat apply to these aliens. If they are advanced enough to have a spaceship that can bring them from somewhere so far that we don't even know it exists... Mm -hmm. You have to imagine that their their military capabilities are going to be at least somewhat on par with that. Like they're not going to have 
the capability to fly like that and then show up with slingshots. Right. Why, you know, again, why, also, I should say, why would anything with intelligence like that not do research on the planet it's going to? Yeah, they, they're going to know what we're up to in Any some way. Any amount of research on this planet will let you know that we are some war-driven motherfuckers and we will shoot your ass. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so, yeah, why would you just show up naked like that? So, <clears throat> so the first arrivers found the scene deserted. The two cars which had brought the report to Hopkinsville did not return to the Kelly farm until after the officers had arrived and looked the situation over. They were genuinely shook. Officers reported they found no tracks of, quote, little men, nor was there any mark indicating anything had landed at the described spot behind the house. Also, it was fucking midnight by that time, so they're looking with flashlights you know, granted these are country boys, so they probably know what they're looking at. But still, you know, if if they can take other things into account, then everything has to be taken into account. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> there was a hole in the screen at the window through which occupants said a shot had been fired at one of the strange little men. So they fired through their own screen door. Or there was just a hole in the screen door. That could be. That could be. Because I've seen plenty of holes in screen doors, and I know the motherfuckers that live there were not shooting out of it. <laughs> they were instantly gun barrels <laughs> yeah. you know? So both Chief Greenwell and Deputy Sheriff Batts said they got approximately this story from the still terrified and excited Sutton and Taylor families. <clears throat> I'm going to try to do it in... <laughs> I can't do an actual Kentucky. No, I was over there. <laughs> an actual Kentucky accent is hard. Uh, about seven p.m., one of the men went out of the house to get a bucket of water. Oh no, this is the sheriff talking. Okay, one of the men went out of the house to get a bucket of water. He said what looked like flying saucer came over the trees and landed in a field at a point about a city block behind the house. There was no explosion. Only a semi-hissing sound. And the watcher returned to the house with the bucket of water. A short time later, somebody reported some little men with big heads and long arms were approaching the house. The men were described as having huge eyes and hands out of proportion to their small bodies. The visitors were wearing what looked like what looked to be a metal plate. The men got out their guns, a shotgun for Sutton, and a twenty-two caliber target pistol for Taylor. <laughs> by and by, one of the little men pressed his face against the window, and the shotgun was fired through the window. The face disappeared. The men decided to go outside and see if the visitor had been hit. Taylor was in front, and when he emerged from the front door, a huge hand reached down from the low roof above the door and grabbed him by the hair. He pulled away, and the two men went out of the house. Went on out of the house. One of the strange little men was in a nearby tree, another on top of the house. A blast from Sutton's shotgun knocked another one of the men down, but he did not appear hurt. He disappeared in the darkness. Taylor reported, reportedly opened fire on another members of the invading party, also with little effect. The battle went on for some time, 
When the occupants of the house saw their chance, they jumped into their cars and drove to Hopkinsville for hell. Four hours later. Wait, so they're not even claiming that these aliens had any, like, weapons. They're just out here trying to, like, throw hands and, like, sneak attack and, like... Fucking yank them out the they're darkness. They're trying to do ninja shit. Yeah, they, they're trying to do ninja shit. They don't even have weapons. So what is You're really telling me happening? this war party with these uh, metal-clad aliens are just... <laughs> just trying to box, like... What is this, double dragon? <laughs> like, I, honestly, with fucking Contra, you guys are just running around in the woods in the middle of the goddamn night, shooting shit up, and you're not even really being attacked, necessarily... But at the same time, you got ammo for four hours worth of gun battles just hanging around that you just bring outside with you like it's nothing? But you're only... What kind of movie is You're only this? visible shots anywhere through a screen door and a window. You, four hours worth of a The only thing you knew you were shooting at that you actually saw, yes, was from inside your own house <clears throat> shooting something in the face. Jesus Christ. Deputy Sheriff Batts said the men told him that in all they fired up to four boxes of 22 pistol shells. Jesus. The officer quoted a neighbor saying he heard shooting over at the Suttons but distinguished only about four shots and mistook them for firecrackers. Yeah, that sounds like a 22. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of the officers remained at the site for more than two hours. During that period, there were approximately 25 persons at the scene. Jesus. God damn. <clears throat> That's what happens in the country. They ain't got shit else to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're like, oh my god, something big, Holy let's go! <laughs> they were shooting at something for four hours and still didn't kill it? I got to see this. <laughs> <clears throat> Only excitement during the period the officers were there came when an MP happened to step on a cat's tail while walking in the darkness near the house. The cat let out a squall, and for a few seconds there was much activity and scurrying around scurrying around on the part of those present. <laughs> <laughs> Two officers who returned to Kelly who returned to the Kelly area early this morning reported hearing that the quote little men had reappeared around the Sutton home at about three thirty AM because remember this all the people went back after the cops had left. Mm-hmm. So they so the cops left around two ish, they all went back and supposedly the little men came back at around three thirty. <clears throat> Other investigators who went to Kelly later during the morning said they were told Sutton and Taylor had gone to the, to Evansville today. So these motherfuckers after having another battle at three thirty in the morning Picked up both of their families and fucking left. Left town altogether. Mm-hmm. They were that shook. These are, pe- these are most likely people. And I'll say this again when we get into what the, the quote official explanation is of all this. But these are, I imagine, people that have lived in this area for a long time. Probably for multiple generations. 1955, they're not sitting around on their phones, they're not fucking caught up with technology and shit, they're like, if they have a TV, I'd be surprised, you know, and these are, these are people who know what the fuck is in the land around them, Mm -hmm. right? They know this. So... 
Officers who visited the scene during last night's excitement were reluctant to express any opinion today in regard to the reported invasion of Kelly. <clears throat> All officials appeared to agree that there was no drinking involved. Only outspoken comment came from Frank Dudas, city police desk sergeant, who was not on duty last night and had not visited the scene so far. He said, quote, I only think the whole story is entirely possible, or I think the whole story is entirely possible, end quote. Okay. Okay. Sergeant, Good quote, I guess. Sergeant Dudas. The Sergeant Dudas. Dudas. Let's call him Dudas, because Dudas doesn't sound good. Dudas. Sergeant, Sergeant Dudas. Was one of two city policemen who reported seeing three flying saucers early one morning last summer. He said, quote, I know I saw him. If I saw him, the Kelly story certainly could be true. End quote. <laughs> Oh shit! I thought there was more to that. Um, what? That was it. There, there, that, that's definitely not it. There's, there's more to that. Hang on. Let's do, let's do a, uh, what was it Jim Morris timeout? Was, was Zach Morris. Zach, Zach Morris timeout. Was, See, kids, that showed just how young he really is. <laughs> Who's Zach uh, Morris? Yeah. Who is Zach Morris? Who is Zach Morris? <clears throat> the the show Saved by the Bell from the nineties. Yeah. Is this that the main Morris guy? Is the lead character, the blonde-haired guy who was he, he would do he would do that in the middle of class or in the middle of whatever situation, he would just go, "Time out," and then he'd say something to the camera, <laughs> and he'd come back, and everybody, would be cool. yeah, Zach Morris, time out. <clears throat> so, this was one of the stories that happened. Uh, this was one of the cases that happened during the Project Blue Book time which uh, I will eventually do an episode on. But uh, for all those who don't know, Project Blue Book is one of the government's projects to investigate UFOs and subsequently debunk them. Um, so, <clears throat> without going into Project Blue Book, uh, the, quote, official explanation of this that was given by Dr. J. Allen Hynek of Project Blue Book and is the government standing on what they believe is the case is that this is a misidentification of natural phenomena such as meteors and great horned owls. Great horned owls. Big, big heads with long, slender arms and disproportionately large hands grabbing people out the darkness. Big horned owls. Big horned owls. Big horned owls. <laughs> yep. Why not just say they made it up at that point? Like, why, why even dignify it with an explanation of anything? It's... These rednecks wanted some, some clout, you know, wanted, wanted their 15 minutes of fame, you know... Probably no. got nothing going on. They, right. you know, maybe their their family business was failing, and they needed the the publicity to to, to help them out or something. Or that was that was the thing. Blue Book then later went on to say that it was a hoax. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. But the their original explanation of the the light <laughs> streaking through the sky was that there was a meteor shower in the area. 
and that's what they saw, and that all of the little people were owls. Okay, definitely not owls. I mean, I don't think they were there, but if something was there, it definitely wasn't a big horned owl. Like I said, these are people who have probably lived there for a long time. Mm. Do you not think they know what the fucking owl looks like? Yeah, like I would, I'd believe there was some wild monkey infestation for two. Before I believe that it was a big horned owl that these people were twelve to fifteen big horned owls coming at them. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? Just marching in formation. Just (laughs) honestly, what are you talking about? How I would legitimately believe that that was an army of monkeys before I believe that that's an army of. In Big Kentucky, somehow an army of monkeys showed up. I would totally believe that versus an army of fucking owls is trying to attack you. Yeah. There's, there's no way. I mean, what happened was it was just a hoax. I mean, I mean that's just what happened. That's but... that's the official report in the end. <laughs> Big horned owl. Just a hoax. So well, so now here's the other thing, <clears throat> the the uh, the phrase or the term "little green men." Mm-hmm. wasn't actually a thing until after the first uh, article came out. That's when all the other people, heard, all the other reporters heard the story, did their own subsequent interviews with, with the Suttons and the Taylors, and they started uh, sensationalizing it. Right. So they added the green part. Um, uh, And the estimates of its size and description changed as well. So it went from, it it varied between two and four feet tall. Um, Some of the, uh, some some of the reports or the the articles stated that it had large pointed ears and claw-like hands, which is where the owl thing comes from. Okay, and eyes okay. that glowed yellow with spindly legs. So I guess a great horned owl's legs you can see a little better than other owls, but there's but no that, way it's how, four feet tall. Yeah, how does it have long spindly legs and clawed hands? Because I could get if the clawed hands were the, the talons, maybe, but then where do the le- it, it's, it's only got arms. one set. It's, it's only got legs. two. And it's only got two. Other yeah. than that, it's just wings. Yeah. It doesn't have like hands... Inside of its wings. It's not going to be chilling on top of the house and reach a, one of its legs down <laughs> just, to grab you by the hair either. Like, no, there's an, a zero chance. So, okay, so uh, psychologists. <laughs> that's the necessary people in this. Right. <laughs> psychologists Rodney Schmoltz and Scott Linenfeld, Linenfeld I guess, uh, cite the alleged incident as an example of pseudoscience and, quote, an extraordinary claim to help students develop critical thinking skills nowadays. <laughs> uh, so this is a story that they tell uh, in order to make you realize that sometimes you get excited and shit is not what it seems like or, you know, you pay too much attention to other shit and you make yourself see things. They say it is plausible, if not likely, that the aliens were great horned owls, and there is some evidence that the eyewitnesses may have been intoxicated during the alien attack. (laughs) So the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry member uh, and skeptic himself, Joel Nickel, Joe Nickel, 
uh, notes that the family could have been could have misidentified eagle owls or great horned owls, <clears throat> which are nocturnal, fly silently, have yellow eyes, and aggressively defend their nests. Their nests are in somebody's house now. When did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Would they it's, not it's, have seen a four foot owl making a nest in their fucking house inside the the fucking porch overhang? All right. So, according to Nickel, meteor sightings also occurred. So, I guess this wasn't Hynek that said this. This was this fucking guy. <clears throat> according to Nickel, meteor sightings also occurred at that time. Uh, that could explain Billy Ray Taylor's claim that he saw, quote, a bright light streak across the sky and disappear beyond a tree line some distance from the house, end quote. Uh, according to author Brian Dunning, Quote, there are simply too many similarities between the creatures reported by... You know, I should have said this in a more stuffy... There are voice. simply too many similarities. <laughs> between the creatures reported by the families and the aggressive pair of the local great horned owls, which do stand about two-thirds of a meter tall. <laughs> <laughs> Ufologists... Uh, they're standing on this. Uh, this French dude named Renaud Leclerc also argued in a publication that the explanation of the case is great horned owls. Which is interesting that this is coming from a ufologist. But ufologist Jerome Clark writes that the supposed creatures, quote, floated through the trees and the sound of bullets striking them quote, resembled bullets striking a metal bucket. So I guess this was part of the report that the two guys gave. Mm. Yeah. So if you shoot an owl, I'm pretty sure it's not going to sound like metal. No, probably not. It'll probably sound like nothing. But if the owl was wearing a metal plate on its chest, which I'm pretty sure they don't do. Holy (laughs) shit. Oh yeah, that was that's the other thing. They said it was me- they had metal plates on them, like they were like dressed in metal plate they were armor, running on the ground, and they had metal plates on their chest. Big horn owl. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime we can't explain something, just big horn owl. <laughs> yeah, like is, is there some sort of like fucking country warlord who's training owls as ground <laughs> soldiers or some shit like if you get too close to his property he's got a couple of fucking steers just ready to fucking like completely gore you and shit you cut him off in traffic and he sends his army of four owls after Fuck, you dude like, <laughs> i mean that's pretty terrifying actually I, yeah. I wouldn't have gone outside these country boys got big nuts i'll give them that whether it's aliens or great horned owls, I'm not fucking going. Yeah, either outside. way, yeah, stay inside. <laughs> Watch the doors. You? Yeah. Pretty sure great horned owls not gonna break you into your house. They, they're not gonna do. They're not willing to risk the extra charges. I mean, are they of a home invasion over just a standard B and E? I mean, I don't know. They have illegal body armor on. They are wearing illegal body armor, and they are willing to fight you for four fucking hours over whatever the hell hooch you got in there. Yeah, what the fuck is even the point? (laughs) Why are you so important, Mr. Kansas Country Boy? Why why are you the one that's getting attacked by 12 to 15 men in a spaceship? What do you want? Like, I guess fight before finding out what they want. That's, that's, you know, that's that's an American's right. 
with their guns and shit. But um, he's on my property. You know, yeah. <laughs> shoot first, ask questions. Right, we got castle doctrine. <laughs> I don't care about the answers to the questions. No way. So okay, so ufologist. Uh, yeah, so I said he he mentioned that about the the bullets quote resembled bullets striking a metal bucket. Uh, Clark describes quote an odd luminous patch along a fence where one of the beings had been shot and in the woods beyond a green light whose source could not be determined. However, this description was consistent with foxfire, uh, which is a bioluminescent fungus that grows on decaying wood and was uh, reportedly, uh, this was by J. Allen Hynek, was reportedly found on some of the trees in that area. <clears throat> so... Okay, that was reasonable. Right. That was reasonable. Clark also wrote that investigations by, quote, police, Air Force officers uh, from nearby Fort Campbell, and civilian ufologists found no evidence of a hoax. However, Brian Dunning reports that, quote, the claim that Air Force investigators showed up the next day at Mrs. Lankford's house has been published a number of times by later authors, but I could find no corroborating evidence of this. End quote. Dunning also observes that, fuck, another quote, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> the four military police who accompanied the police officers on the night of the event were from an army base, not an air force base. Interesting. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, some ufologists compared the alleged creatures to gremlins, which have <laughs> since been referred to as the Hopkinsville Goblins in popular culture. Uh, ufologist Alan Hendry wrote, uh, This case is distinguished by its duration and also by the number of witnesses involved. Project Blue Book listed this case as a hoax with no further comment. <clears throat> This is kind of cool, though. In popular, uh, in pop culture, the Kelly Hopkinsville sighting is at the origin of, like I said, the popularization of the words little green men. Um, <clears throat> and uh, there was a fucking movie, yada, 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 but there was another cool thing. Give me the cool oh. shit, Chris. The Pokemon Sableye. Oh. Yeah. Celebi. Celebi. Okay. Seb Sablea? It's spelled S A B L E Y E. So it looks like Sableye to me. Huh. Ruby and Sableye. Yeah. So I finish reading it. And we'll look them up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Pokemon. Look, we're only at 41 minutes. Look, we got some filler time. This looks like Sableye. But I'm not a Pokemon person, so I wouldn't fucking know. It's probably Sableye. Uh, introduced in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire is based on the goblins described in the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. In the games, they were animated, or they are animated, with a swaying or waiting motion based on the creature's reported uh, gait. I don't know what that word means. So let's look at these guys. What do they show them? Sebley. Let's pull up a picture for Sebli. Dark Save, Ghost. Save the Sebli. Yeah, there it is right there. That says it right there. 
design inspired by the Hopkinsville Goblin, an alien-like creature reported to be seen in Kentucky in 1950s. It loves to eat gems. Most of the gems are stolen by carving. It doesn't show up. Oh! Oh, yeah, I know him. I don't remember him because I could never catch him. Oh, oh cool, yeah. He likes to eat gems. He's got fucking gems in his eyes. What do you know? Oh, look, look, here's a good one. And in his chest. And on his back. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool looking dude. In the Pathfire, Pathfinder role-playing game, the Hobkins, oh. uh, a type of gremlin from the Bestiary 5 book, is based upon the gremlins described in the encounter as well. Oh. <clears throat> and, okay, well, no, that's a theater musical. Who cares? Uh, it's also one of the cases that they describe or that they show in the show called Project Blue Book, which is really good. Um, and you should check it out if you have not yet. Uh, but yeah. Screw you guys. That's about <laughs> it. <clears throat> that's and that's pretty much it. That's what I got. This is a perfect time to stop. This is a good short episode time. 45 minutes. I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Jason will have some dramatic intro to throw in on the beginning. That uh, would be wonderful. And there's a, there's a song... That's coming as well. Probably at least like 30 seconds of that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some time to play with here. Oh, did I mention Screw You Guys? Because... I, Ooh, got on. If I didn't, I meant to. <gasps> you just got cyber-fucked. That's just how I feel, you know? Um, good episode. Yeah, man. What'd you think? Pretty good. It's a cool story? Yeah. Like, what, 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 is, your, what is your assessment of... Well, I mean, it's... I, I, I think it was pretty clear. It's a fucking <laughs> bunch of lying ass hillbillies up yeah. in up in Kentucky you way. Think they were bullshitting. What do you mean? Of course. I mean, the chances that they were drinking is pretty high. I think. I don't think it even matters that they were drinking. I think they just felt like me. I think. Look, let's get some research done on what this uh, st- what this farmstead was the purpose of like oh, shit, I'm into it. like if they had like a family business i think my theory's right i think that they were failing business and they needed the publicity they needed people like to have a reason to go with them right you know so they wanted to make this whole fantastical thing up to like be like yeah we're the we're the alien people come come you okay i gotta pee all of a sudden really bad <laughs> go ahead it all right, talk amongst yourselves. Time out. <laughs> exactly. This is Zach Morris. Hey, so what's up, guys? Yeah, so when when we come back, um, we'll have a, a few more words from Christopher Barrows. Uh, coming after that, uh, we've got. I don't know any songs. I was I was gonna say a song like a uh, like a you know one of like the hits from from way back you know one of those guys you guys know you're you're picking up what I'm putting down you guys are smart cookies I I think I don't know to be fair I I I I give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt and of you know intelligence. I, I don't I don't know man. I'm I'm not impressed most of the time. I'll just I'll say that. Woo! 
I think, you know, I'm not like upset about it. I'm not like disappointed about it, but I'm I'm definitely not like impressed. You know, a lot of times I'm disappointed as well. Hey, what's up, Chris? Chris is back. That was awesome. <clears throat> so much better. Okay. Finish. Or continue. How how do you feel about this? I how do you feel? I mean, it's a hoax. How do you feel? Um, I don't feel like it's a hoax for the sake of being a hoax. I feel like it was. You think there was a genuine misunderstanding? I think these dudes were shooting at something. I think these dudes were genuinely shooting at something. What the fuck were they shooting? What could possibly fit their description? Big horned owl. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I I don't know because there's no there's no part of that description that that fits anything. Anything. Yeah. No, especially the behavior. That is not an owl's behavior. Yeah, no animal other than, like, some pack animal like a wolf. And you're going to know if it's a fucking wolf, especially being out in goddamn Kentucky. You're going to know if there's a wolf. A wolf is not going to reach from on top of your your canopy or whatever whatever the fuck it's called and and reach up and grab you and yank you. No. A wolf cannot do that. A mountain lion would do that. I mean, if it could, though, lifting up a fully grown man from, like, an upward, like... With lifting them claw. up, yeah. I mean, it would definitely fuck you up. There's no question about that. But it it couldn't. Yeah, I don't think even that general, couldn't lift you. Cougar could do it. Yeah, that's not gonna lift a fully grown. Even Leopard even someone that's skinny. Even like, I don't know. I mean, these weren't well-fed people, but <laughs> I think you <laughs> would know. Didn't look like it. Even then, I think you would know any big cat. But they don't hunt in packs. They would not yeah. show up at, at twelve to fucking fifteen of them. In a spaceship wearing metal plating. <laughs> wearing metal plates. What the fuck wears metal plating? You Dude. you show me an animal that matches the description of having metal plating, and I'll start giving this story some credit. So, okay, so it, it could very well be a hoax, but they picked up and left. They didn't get any... They got recognition from it, but they didn't earn any money from this. They didn't get well, any... They might have like picked up and left for the night, but did they pick up no, and like leave? They moved. They, they moved, moved to a different county. Yeah. So. No, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a meteor shower and great horned owls. <clears throat> I will say that. It could be that. A couple of drunk hillbillies were shooting at whatever, and I don't see why they would feel compelled to run to the cops, scared otherwise. It could be a giant hoax, because this was 1955, so it was after Roswell. There was some sensationalism going on. Maybe they were just fucking... Maybe maybe it was like a person-on-person thing. Maybe there's some kind of beef going on, some kind of local beef that they had. You know, maybe... Maybe, oh. like, they caught somebody, like, on their property that they, you know, it weren't about before. They popped a few shots, and, like, maybe they actually hit them. And they were scared about, like, being brought to jail for some 
bullshit. So they made up some sensationalist story as an excuse to like get the fuck out of there. That's a good idea. I mean, like, good possibility. Maybe they were shooting at something that wasn't, you know, maybe it was like someone that, like, you know, shouldn't have been on their property, but then that they then later realized, oh, they weren't that not allowed to be on my property for me to shoot them. I got to make up some bullshit to. Well, they said they went through four boxes of twenty-two shells. They didn't say how many shotgun shells, and <clears throat> that the the battle went on for four hours. But the neighbor said he only heard four distinctive shots. And they sounded like firecrackers. And, yeah. Which that's like a twenty-two description. That's not like a shotgun description. If no. somebody shoots a shotgun, you're gonna know they shot a shotgun. I mean, it's pretty. It's it's loud. So. How the hell, how the fuck are you having a gun battle for four hours and nobody hears more than four shots? That's yeah. a bit crazy. But I could see them shooting at a person four times that's like running away or something. Or Your, your, your and speculation you know, makes a lot you of know, sense. Maybe they're drunk and so that... They're like, oh, the fucking neighbors definitely heard that. Oh, shit. Oh, these neighbors, they're always on our ass for yeah. some bullshit. You know, they're going to report us. Yeah, so we need to make up a story that makes sense for why we were shooting our guns. If, if this makes sense in their mind, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's iconic. I'd say there were like coyotes or something. It lasted. It's This, this story stood the test of time. It was, it was at the right time to be sensationalized enough. To be like a big fucking deal, so yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good possibility that that's what happened. I <clears throat> like I said, I think I think they were shooting at something or yeah. someone, but I don't believe maybe it was that you, had you know the a type fucking four hour battle gun mm-hmm. battle. Okay, and that also where the fuck did all the casings go? <coughs> where did all the bullets go? If you're shooting for four hours, even if it is in any rifle, you gotta take the fucking casings out. Mm-hmm. They'll either shoot out on their own or the bullet, yeah, they go somewhere. They, they don't go just, somewhere. They don't go with the bullet and they don't disappear. Were you catching them all? Did you collect them all in the middle of the fucking night with no light and what? Maybe flashlights, but they couldn't well, have been that good also, in 1955. Where are all the rest of the bullet impacts? Like. I mean, I don't know what kind of yard or front they have, but you would think something else would be hit. Like you would there think was evidence of guns being shot, other yeah. than a hole in the screen. Like yes. I'm sure they've got some kind of gravel or dirt, like pale dirt, you know, some type of distinct like fucking walkway or driveway that you would visibly be able to see that it was like torn well, up. It's not just going to be one. If you're shooting four boxes, you're not that good of a shot. They said it landed. <clears throat> about a city block behind their house. So on the property, but behind the house. So a city block's a decent amount of of distance for these creatures to come out of here and start running at you for you to start busting off shots. It's a decent amount of distance for you to get uh, enough shots off to sound uh, well more than four. But still, like you said, no casings to be reported as evidence of having shot four boxes worth of fucking shells and no reported 
evidence of trees being fucked up in such a such a battle. So who the fuck knows? It makes more sense now, and I never thought about it before, but it makes a lot more sense now that they were shooting at a person and covering it up by claiming aliens. You know, I'm just saying it's a bunch of hillbillies from Kentucky. You know, it's the 50s. You know, you know, you know, the the type of person that might be around on their property or something. You know, maybe they, they don't have been growing weed. Yeah, or fucking distilling hooch or some shit. And you know, I mean any number of things hillbillies could be doing. Who knows? Not me and not anyone else, apparently. Just the hillbillies. Who the fuck knows, yeah. These and they picked up and left, so yet again yeah. could be a person they were shooting at. They left. Yeah. <laughs> they hauled ass before any other evidence was found because everybody called it off as a hoax. And they're like, boom, get out of fucking Dodge free card. Let's leave. And now nobody's going to worry about investigating us anymore because we're not sticking around acting like fucking weirdos. Mm. Right? Cause like, <laughs> acting like, like guilty weirdos. I mean, because you would even have to think like down just to the why. Why would aliens land there? If they are intelligent and technologically advanced enough to get to our planet, they would you would you would think that they would have to know what we're capable of as far as, you know, resistance. Mm-hmm. You, you they would have to have some plan as to why why would they take over some random farmstead in Kentucky? You know, like if they were trying What's to... What's the tactical advantage yeah, there? If they wanted to touch down and start building up a little, like, garrison or some shit like that, they wanted to have, like, a little outpost, there are... Pl- there, especially in the 50s, mm-hmm. there are millions of miles... I don't know, maybe not millions, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of places where there are no buildings or nothing. You go there, you knock down a few trees. Some places you don't even have to do that. There are wide open fields that exist. Right. Like, we have an underground. We have an entire place Caves that none of us can see. Yeah, go go build something in a cave. Go build something in a, in a big valley, you know? What's the strategic advantage of landing and attacking some farmstead that you apparently... Or so under-equipped for you can't take down like seven rednecks with twenty-two caliber pistols. Right. Like, like you know, what? like it's just none of it makes sense. And like, there's not a single thing that makes sense about it. I agree, but it's a fun no, story. They, they were taking some like ayahuasca or something out there. They had some like peyote growing in the back. They had something, man. Right. So I think no way fucking children around and everything. No way. Crazy. No way. I'd be curious to in, to have interviewed one of the children nowadays because you know they're they're yeah. potentially still alive. It's 1955. It's my mom's age. Yeah, they could be so like that's my dad's age. 60 to like 70 if they were like kids. Yeah, so <clears throat> so I'd be interested. I'd be curious to interview one of them and see what they can remember about that night. Mm-hmm. As now they're adults and they're legally able to tell the story if they want to, um, like oh that what nothing happened. My 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 parents were packing up their moonshine operation and then we, uh-huh. we left town because you know one of the one of the local boys was was planning to blackmail us and and, and reveal our, our shit and get I wonder, us. I wonder if anybody was reported missing around that time as well. And it was uh-huh. just never connected. Maybe. 
Maybe. Or were these boys from out of town, so it, was, it would have never been connected anyway. Because cops don't talk to other cops. Because, you know, they want the prestige and all. I don't know, but we need a... Oh, that's definitely a thing. That's 100% a thing. Yeah. But, um... No, we need to do more UFO and alien stories. We don't... It's the first word <laughs> in, the, in the subtitle of our show. It and is. we never touch on it. It is, but I try to do... I, I want to do them such, like, justice instead of just reading an article. Although yeah. this was the written article from that time so that was kind of cool this was good we had like a lot of discussion i want to do good ones iconic ones and or uh, you know not very well known ones and uh do them justice so i I stretch them out in between but there's so many serial killers and weird shit to talk about that like i need to do another archaeology episode and like some other crazy shit but um listen what it all, like, honestly really comes down to, and, you know, Jason, I'm sorry to say this, especially with you not being here right now, but honestly, uh, this has been another episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. That's right. The UFOs this time, bitches. And the conspiracies. And the Moitas, actually. I think that, like, the, the It's boys, mostly Moitas. The boys claim they hit... Some of these little great horned owls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Winged, winged a couple of them. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Also, also, we, we oh, mentioned... Oh, there can't be another also. <clears throat> yeah, two alsos. We mentioned uh, the the email earlier at snhnsnpod at gmail.kizom. Uh, <clears throat> but also, for the third also. Oh, Instagram. Check right? out our Instagram. Fuck yeah. Uh, we also have a Kofi page so that you can buy us a coffee or tip us or something if you like us because we're fucking idiots. Oh, I could use um, a coffee. I'm always exhausted for these things. I'm over here like ducking out half half the the show. I was sitting with my eyes closed. He trying, totally is trying but to rest my eyes. <laughs> to be fair to him, he did get his ass whooped just before we started recording. Ooh, no, no, no. We're good. Okay. We're good. Um, th- yep, we're good. We're good. Just a little. So Uh-oh, we better wrap this up quick. Yeah, What's the second also? That was it. Check out our Instagram. Check out our Kofi if you want to tip us for being fucking dumbasses. And uh, yeah, if you think we're sexy and stuff. So fucking love, peace, and Afro Greece. Um, hey, give us money. Word to your mamas. No, all I want. Just a touch of my burning hands And my astral zombies to rape the land Prom directive, exterminate The whole human race in your face it Melts in a pile of flesh Until your heart heart bounds in the pumps of tears Prom directive, exterminate The whole fucking race And all I wanna see All I got to do Who'd I do this for in me Oh, hey, me or you Whoa